Good morning. I'm really excited about this lapel mic, so I don't have to bend down a whole lot. Um, that's what I was most nervous about was just the after effects of leaning for 40, or not 40, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 20 some odd minutes, 25 some odd minutes, okay. Um, no, so I know, I know what you're thinking looking at me this morning. Um, it may be the same thing that my wife said. Um, when I was leaving the house, she said, Zach, you look good in that jacket. And I said, thank you. It's just because I've got a lot of people staring at me this morning, so I know I'll be sweating. So I didn't want to embarrass you. I didn't want to embarrass myself uh, or my family name. So it's just, no, I, when Wes asked me to, uh, to preach today, um, I was excited, A, because I haven't felt this nervous, like this level of nervousness, um, for like pfft, 10 years now, it feels like, since I played, uh, it feels like I'm about to play a basketball game again, um, and I miss that feeling of uh, nervous energy, you know, not too nervous where it feels like you're going to be sick, you know, but just enough where your blood's pumping, uh, so it, it's just, it, it's, it's really good. Um, so today's going to be a little bit different. Um, I know that I'm, fair, I'm still fairly new, and I know uh, a lot of the parents of youth group kids, I know the youth group, but um, everyone else I, I'm not, uh, I may not know yet, so um, I know Wes says that he loves everybody every morning. I do too, but it may not mean as much just because I don't know you yet, okay? So... Um, <laughs> So I'm just going to start out with just a little background for me, okay? Um, I was born and raised in, in Conyers, Georgia. Uh, if you don't know where it is, that's pretty normal, but it's about 25 minutes outside of Atlanta. Um, so grew up uh, right there in Conyers and um, played sports all my life. You know, obviously, when you are, you know, 6'4 in eighth grade, uh, your mom tends to force you to play basketball, which she did. Um, and from then, you know, I, I was able to go to Harding uh, University in, in Searcy, Arkansas on a basketball scholarship. Uh, and that's where I met my wife. My wife, Jordan, she played on the volleyball team at Harding. Um, and so we spent a lot of time at the, uh, the Rhodes Field House there in Searcy. Um, and it was awesome. Okay, so we started dating November of 2008. And I always say, a short time later, uh, in 2013, we were married, okay? Uh, if it was up to Jordan, we would have been married in like our sophomore year of Harding, but uh, I would have been 19, and that would have been awful for both of us. So, uh, so we, we were married in 2013, um, and I was working as a uh, junior high basketball coach in, in Arkansas, and from there, we've gone from Arkansas to Tennessee, um, back to Arkansas, and then now to Texas. So we're just slowly moving west. Um, we have lived in eight different houses. Uh, we have had, up at one point, three dogs living with us. One has remained. Um, yeah, I knew that was, I, we're not killing off dogs, we're just, <laughs> one of them was a Great Dane, and he was, he just ate everything, so we got rid of him. Uh, 
Um, so they just didn't fit. And we have four kids now. Uh, and we're done. So we, we are done. Um, but when we started having kids, uh, I, was, I was coaching, uh, I was teaching, and, and something happened that just that rocked my world, and uh, thereby it just affected my family as well, okay? So I was, I was the, the head basketball coach at a small private school uh, in Tennessee, and I get called into the athletic director's office one day, right? Don't you love that? conversation, right? Just right off the bat, Zach, can I see you in my office? It's like, okay, here we go. Uh, so I go, and uh, he asked me to sit down, and, you know, from there, it just, it, it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, we just, we didn't see eye to eye on, on who, who should be playing, and, um, and so anyway, long story short, uh, I was told that I could stay at the school to be a Bible teacher, but not to coach, all right? So as a young, let's see, I was 22, 23 at that time, as a young guy um, whose dream, or so he thought, was to be a head basketball coach, I took that really, really hard, okay? I took that really, really hard. I was not, uh, not near wise enough to know how to handle that situation. And so what happened was um, a kind of spiral, a downward spiral, for me and uh, my family, um, and it was, it was it was pretty rough. All right, KJ was um, was about 18 months at that time. Andy was just born, and so um, and so I began a period of time that I, I I call I started chasing the better. Okay, and what I mean by that um, is uh, I, I was chasing the better situation. Right, what happened to me was, was stunk. And I thought I was hurt, and, and so I, I wanted something better. And so um, I'll go into that a little bit further. But essentially what happened was I was not making time for my family. I was not making time for my wife. Uh, I was not living for God. I was only trying to succeed. I was only trying to find the better, and I was trying to do it by myself. Okay? Which recipe for, for disaster. All right? So... Years go by, and it starts, I start getting this feeling where, you know, as I'm coaching, all it's doing is just stressing me out. All it's doing. I'm dealing with parents, and we know parents are awesome, right? And with sports, okay? I love y'all, but some parents are, oh my. Um, but I, I just... I knew that something was out of, out of, out of the, uh, it was just off tracks, all right? And so I knew that um, I probably needed to get out of coaching, and I needed to focus on my faith, focus on my family. And so we were living in, in Chattanooga, Tennessee at the time, and so we knew we needed to get back to Arkansas, naturally, right? We needed to get back to Arkansas. And I took a, uh, I took a junior high job, and finally, finally found, uh, found happiness. Um, so fast forward a couple years, okay, um, to now, okay? A couple years have gone by since then. Uh, we've moved to Texas, um, across the country, which, by the way, I promised Jordan and myself that we would never live in Texas when I married her. 
I did. Um, yeah, but it just has this magnetism, I guess. I don't know. But, um, but my family has grown from two to three to four to five to six now, okay? And my priorities have changed, thank goodness. I've had time to pause and reflect and, uh, and just, I'm just, just looking back. For years, I was chasing the better, okay? The better means. I wanted to be, I, I thought I wanted to be a head coach at this huge school. I wanted to be at the, the biggest schools. I wanted to be paid extremely well, right? Who doesn't? But, but I was substituting success and in all this, all this grandeur, um, I, was, I was substituting that for my faith, okay? And that's, that, that's where I made a mistake. I'm not saying to be a head coach is, is bad. I'm not saying to be at the best school is bad. I'm not saying that if you want to get paid well is bad. I'm not saying that. But I was putting that in the place of where God should have been, okay? And so that was, that was, um, that was bad for me and, and my family, okay? So my first Sunday here, my first Sunday here, um, Wes is, is preaching on this topic, Reflect and Renew. And I was just, it just clicked. I was like, man, this is, obviously it's God talking, right? But this is just, this is exactly what I've been doing for the last couple years. It's just a lot of self-reflection, a lot of listening to God. God, what do I need to do? Where, where do I need to go? All right, for those of you who don't know, um, my mom and dad who were, you know, who lived in Georgia, moved up to Perigold, Arkansas, where we were living. Um, I have a twin sister who lives in Perigold, Arkansas. She has, three, she has three boys. My grandma moved to Perigold, Arkansas. Okay? So we were all there, all there. And then I get this, this desire to move, and it was really, really hard on us as a family. Okay? But, but when God calls, who am I to say no to that? So... So this year, okay, there, are, uh, there have been uh, three, three things in particular that have really, really stuck with me. Ideas that, uh, that I've written down, you know, through the, through the year. Um, ideas that are, that are consistently uh, shifting, right, as I grow, as, as things change. Um, I'm not great at them, okay. Number two here in a second, you'll see I'm not great at them, but three things that have stuck with me. And the first one is God loves you. God loves us where we are. Okay? God loves us where we are. And so I want to go back to the, uh, the scripture that we read this morning and just go through that a little bit more. Starting at verse 1 of chapter 5. Therefore... Sorry, I'm old school. I, I have to read from my Bible. I get lost up there, so I, I apologize. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. 
For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God, uh, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, he died for us. All right? He died, even though we're sinners, and we have no idea what we're doing a lot of times, God died for us. All right? I don't know about y'all, but for me, um, if I'm going to do something, right, my, I, in my brain, the situation has to be perfect, right, for me, okay? Um, like, for example, uh, January 1, right, everybody puts on these, uh, these, these really nice um, plans to, to, like, diet and, and eat better, right? Um, in my head, I'm just praying that January 1 starts on a Sunday, right? If it starts on a Saturday... I'm like, guess I'm starting January 2nd, okay? Um, that's, how, that's how my brain is, all right? Um, I see a lot of that, though. I'll start, I think I'll start this on a Monday. Or, um, you know what, it's the weekend. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do whatever I can to start it uh, just a little bit later. And then what happens? What happens? Monday gets here, Sunday gets here, and we do the same exact thing that we've been struggling with. Thank God that, that he is better than that, okay? So when, when, I, when I thought of, uh, when I think of this, God loves us where we are, okay? We all have struggles, okay? We all have sins. Um, as, soon, as soon as I get over my addiction, as soon as I can get past this, then, then I'll, I'll look at Jesus. As soon as I, as soon as I can stop drinking, then I'll be a Christian. As soon as I can get over my drug addiction, then I promise, I promise I'll go to church. As soon as I blank, then I'll get baptized. I have to get my life turned around, and then I'll get baptized. I have to, I have to do this, and then I'll turn to the Lord. Okay? But that's not the case. We don't have to be perfect to follow Jesus. You don't have to have it figured out to follow Jesus. We just need to follow Jesus. All right? That is... He... God will guide you. God will guide us. Okay? He will be the one to fix us. Okay? He will be the one that changes us. We can't do it by ourselves, all right? And I struggled way too long trying to fix, uh, fix Zach, trying to fix my family by myself, and it just it can't happen. Um, if you would, go turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. All right, there's this uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 5 through 7. It reads, What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. All right, and I, so I know, I know that in this, in this section, right, we're talking about two leaders and who to, who to follow. I, I get that. I get that. But I think it can resonate 
to what we're talking about right now. All right? I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. Okay? We can't do it by ourselves. All right? You can't change someone by yourself, just by you. Okay? Um, I can't tell you how many times, especially now working with youth, that I see someone with somebody and they're like, I can, I can fix this person. I know I can. No, 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 we can't. Okay? No, we can't. We can water, we can plant, but God is the one who gives the growth. All right? Romans 8. Let's go back to that. All right? Romans 8. And this, this is the part that's underlined up there. It says, God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Thank goodness we don't have to be perfect to be followers of Jesus. Thank goodness. Because there's nobody there that could do it. I am on top of that list. All right? I would be looking out at a pretty empty church, right, if, if, if that was the case. And so thank goodness God loves us where we are. All right, the second point is, uh, is pretty simple, all right? Not easy, but simple, all right? And this is, this is one that I have been, uh, oh man, working on for a while, but love God and love others, okay? Love God and love others. Matthew 22, starting at verse 36. Excuse me. It says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophet. And the prophets. All right? Love God and love others. So what I'd like you, I'd like us to do, just take 15 seconds and just think. Just, just you can close your eyes. You can, you can not close your eyes. It's up to you. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But I want you to think about the question. How is your relationship with God? How is your personal relationship with God? Just, just take 10 seconds. Think about that. Would you say that you are in love with God? Or do you just like him sometimes when it's good for you? Again, I'm speaking to Zach as well. Okay, I know I'm saying you, but I'm in there as well. Okay? Are we in love with God or do we just like him when it's good for us? All right? Loving God means what? When you love God, what does that mean? Okay? It means... That whatever you're doing, whatever we're doing, okay, whether that's our job, whether that's in our relationships with our, our spouse, our, our boyfriend, our girlfriend, our, uh, whether that's in our hobbies, okay, when we truly love God, 
I think that people should be able to see God working through all that. Okay? When people love God, all right, and you're playing sports, you should be, they should be able to tell, hey, that, that kid's different. That person's different. Or when you're at your job, that person's different. I don't know what it is about them, but they're not like everybody else. All right? Psalm 42, um, verses 1. And this is, this, our, our youth group sings this song, and uh, the first time I heard them sing it at our uh, retreat last year, uh, lights were off, and man, you want to talk about, you want to talk about some emotions? Woo! Um, but it, it, <coughs> it reads, As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. All right? I want us to be so just in tune with God that, that we're, we are, we're thirsting for him the way one would thirst if, you, if we're dying. Okay? We need, we need God um, that, that deeply. Do people see Jesus when they look at us? Do people see Jesus when they look at us? Okay? So that's, that's part one. Love God and love others. All right, love others. Ouch. Right? Love, I know, I, I know you're thinking about that one person already that you're like, I don't know, Zach. Okay? I know I am. Okay? Love others. Why is loving others so hard? Because, because we can't control our relationships with some people. All right. Just the other day, I'm driving through uh, through Dallas traffic, you know, and uh, and something happens whose fault it was is yet to be known. But I get a nice gesture from the person who drives in front of me. Okay, not going to not going to show you that gesture, but it wasn't very friendly. Okay, Um, but how do you love that person? Right. How do you love that person? How do you love the person? That, that tells you, hey, you're not good enough for this job. You're, you're, you're not the person that we want leading this job, okay? I still hold that hurt to this day, okay? So I, when, when you're looking at, at me and like, man, he, he loves others. I, I'm trying, okay? It's hard, okay? Loving the person who fired you from your first job is hard, Loving the person who gives you the finger in traffic is hard. Loving the Ohio State fan is hard. <laughs> There's a story about that. You can ask me that later, okay? Uh, loving others is really, really hard. But again, going back to Romans, what does, what does it say there at the end of of that section, verses 6 through 8. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare die. But God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, he died for us. All right? So if we can't love others, I think we should look at this section right here. Jesus died for us, and he loved us so much 
that he died for us. He died for me, and yet I still sin against him every day. So when you're thinking about that person that you just, man, that you just can't stand them, right? Think about it. I, we sin against God every day, and God still loves us. So surely, surely, we can love that person that just, that just gets on your nerves, right? And then the third thing, the third point, third and last one, is more of a goal, okay? It's more of a goal. And this is a desire to have a personal relationship with Jesus forever, okay? Um, so you might know, but I have, I, we have four kids, my wife and I, uh, seven, six, one, and like 10 weeks old, okay? So my, other, my older two are getting to the point where uh, they understand a little bit more um, about, about, you know, why we come to church. Um, you know, they, they love being with their friends, uh, which is awesome because moving to a new church that is significantly bigger than our last one, uh, you know, I, I was just really nervous that, that they would not make friends, but they're, they're doing fine, okay? But, and now that I work with, with the youth group, you know, uh, 14 to 19-year-olds primarily, um, I, I, want this, I want this for them, okay? I want this for them. I want to, to push the idea that we need to have a personal relationship with Jesus, okay? I want them to go to church, not because they have to, but because they desire for a relationship with God, okay? And I think as parents, I think that's the goal that we're reaching for too, right? Last, last Wednesday, we talked about the word relationship in our class. Relationship means the way that two or more people are connected, okay? So with relationship, you ha there has to be a back and forth, okay? If I, um, if there is just a one way in a relationship, it's not a relationship, okay? It's just weird, all right? Um, if <clears throat> in your relationship with God, if, if there's no back and forth, there's no relationship, okay? Um, and that's with, with any relationship, but, but especially, especially with, uh, with God. All right, Luke chapter 8. Our last story, I know, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place today, but <clears throat> I love this story. <clears throat> Excuse me. I love this story. Luke's chap uh, Luke chapter 8, starting at verse 43. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years, and though she had spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind him, Jesus, and touched the fringe of his garment, and immediately her discharge of blood ceased. And Jesus said, Who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowd surrounds you and are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touch me, for I perceive that power has gone out from me. And when the woman, and when the women, the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came out trembling, falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him, and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. I love this story, okay? I'm just imagining um, 
uh, Jesus with this just crowd of people around him, right? And everybody wants to, wants, to, wants to touch him, wants to lay a hand on him something, okay? But one woman, one woman finds a way where she goes and she is able to touch just the, the, the fringe of, of his clothes, right? The, the, just a little piece of his clothes. And he feels power leave him, okay? And when he asks, who was it? All right, he says, someone touched me for I perceive that power has gone out for me. And verse 47 will stick with me just forever. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, think about that. Out of all these people, she knew, God knows me, all right? She was not hidden, all right? God knew who she was, all right? So I, 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 would just, I, I just want to point out three things. We are known by God. God knows us, all right? We are seen by God, all right? Even in this huge crowd of people that are just going crazy trying to touch him, God sees this individual, this woman, we are seen by God, and we belong to God, all right? She knew that she was not hidden. She knew she was seen, and what does God, what, what does Jesus do? He tells her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. We belong to God, all right? So this, this point, this desire to, to have a personal relationship with Jesus, this is one of the biggest things that I hope to, to not give our kids, because it's not, it's not for me to give, but I, I want this, um, this goal to be for our, our kids in this church, okay? Our, our kids need their own faith, all right? The, uh, the parents' faith is, is a really good foundation, um, but our kids need their own solid relationship with the Lord, all right? This is the time where if you have questions, if our kids have questions, they need to come to us. They need to ask questions, okay? It's okay to have doubts. It's okay to have doubts, okay? You're not less of a Christian or less of a person because you have doubts, all right? Or you are questioning God. Guess what? God can handle it, I promise, okay? God can handle it, all right? Um, I wear a bracelet that says God is big enough, okay? He's big enough for our questions. He's big enough for our doubts. He's, he's big enough to handle it all, okay? And so I just, I, I just, I want our, our kids, I want my kids, I want our kids here to have a personal relationship with Jesus, and I want it to last forever, all right? So as we close, all right, and we, we're, we're about to, uh, to sing a, a couple more songs, okay? I just, man, if, you, if you're at a place where you want prayers, if you're at a place where, where you have some doubts of your own and you just want to come forward and just give those to people, give those to, 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 to the church to pray for, man, I just, I pray that you do that this morning, all right? Take it from me, someone who has, has struggled with, uh, with keeping that in for a long, long time, okay? It's not worth it, all right? It's not good for your health. It's not good for, for your relationships with other people. It's not good for your marriage, okay? Get that out there. God can handle it, all right? We're all a family here, all right? One thing I love about this church is we've been here since May, okay? And, I mean, I already feel like a family, like part of the family, okay? I love that. Um, I love that, okay? So 
this morning as, as we sing, okay, uh, if you need to come down and, and just get, get something off your heart, I ask that you do so, okay? Um, we have a, a beautiful baptistry right here that, I mean, I would love to, to use that today if, if, if we have someone that wants to do that, okay? We need to be open with one another. We need to be open with God. We need to have relationship with God, okay? Because remember, God loves us where we are, but we need to, to follow him right now. Thank you.